0: Matt Jackson just super can grip Garrison. As Gallows hit Pillman with the, with, the, with the title. Are they on the same page here? Are we seeing the band
1: get back together? It certainly looks that way. It looks like, what it looks like is Matt and Nick
0: have no idea what's going on. Hey, what? There's a lot of underlying stories involving this, this whole oh, image. This, this is huge, it. look at this. They're gonna do the, they're gonna do the sign. This is massive, look at this. Unbelievable. They're doing is, the sign, they're doing that famous. What's up, daddy? Stop the steal. Stop the steal. Stop the steal. Stop the steel. Uh, How's it going? Roger Stone did nothing wrong. Leave Roger Stone <laughs> alone. That's such a you know, great Trump's song, dude. I'm going to get a grand uh, nomination.
1: Trump's the greatest president because he, uh, he freed this slave. <laughs> All right, you're going to... You're gonna have yeah. to do the first match. I I missed the first match, um. So I did. I did not see the eight man tag. Uh
0: the, the eight man. Tag. Yes, that's the only thing I missed. I I caught everything after that. I'm gonna be real. I didn't really pay attention to this either.
1: Okay. Uh. Well.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> oh, there's a
1: train. Right. Yeah. Uh, also, good news, uh, I got an email from Anchor, and we officially, we can do our first ad read, um, so Ooh. I can, yeah, so I can, uh, I can, I'm probably going to record that after we do this, and then it'll just automatically play in front of our episodes until we uh, reach our limit on that ad. Nice, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Nice. You uh, you ready to go? I'm ready to go. All right, three, two, one. Welcome back to the Deep Six Wrestling Podcast. It's Wednesday, January 6th. It's a busy day for wrestling. There was New Year Dash for New Japan early this morning, uh, 4.30 a.m. Me and Ryan woke up to watch that show live. We didn't end up doing a podcast because there wasn't a big angle, so we didn't really feel like we needed to talk about it. I'll I'll probably go over general thoughts on it later. But, um, yeah, we watched that. There was uh, New Year's Evil for NXT, and then we had New Year's Smash Night 1 for AEW. And if you've clicked on this podcast... You probably know what we're talking about. It's New Year's Smash Night 1 for AEW. Um, This was supposed to be last week, but obviously the Brody Lee tribute show took its place. Makes sense. Um, But we got it this week, and so we're going to talk about that tonight. Uh, If you haven't haven't checked it out yet, you can check out our reviews for Wrestle Kingdom's um, Night 1 and 2. They're separate shows, each about an hour long. Me and Ryan on the first one, me, Ryan, and Joey on the second one going over our thoughts on Wrestle Kingdom as a whole and giving our match ratings and whatnot. So if you are interested, just click on the uh, previous episodes and give it a listen. And if you're new here, subscribe to the podcast It helps us out and you get free, uh, free podcast from us. Um, Absolutely. Oh, and also, Ryan and Angelo are back with uh, their Impact reviews after a two week hiatus since the, uh, Impact was doing their year end clip shows. So, uh, last night they did put out a review for Impact as well. So,
0: a bunch oh, of new has podcasts. in two weeks? Interesting. I didn't yeah. know that. I didn't know they took two weeks
1: off. Yes. And then on Friday, our year end podcast for 2020, which was supposed to come out um, last week, is coming out. Um, it'll be up Ooh. on our YouTube channel and it'll be up on our podcast feed. So,. Keep your eye out on that as well. So be sure to follow us over on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube to keep up to date on all that. And subscribe to the podcast if you're new. And if you are new, uh, I'm Pat. And I'm Joey. And this is our Dynamic Dynamite review. And this is for New Year's Smash Night One. Um, I missed the first match. I was driving. And I did not see this. Joey apparently did not pay much attention to it. It was SCU and the Young Bucks versus the Acclaimed and TH2. And uh, SCU and the Young Bucks won um, with a combination of the best moonsault ever and a spike dri- uh, pile driver combo from Christopher Daniels and Matt Jackson on hand, uh, and Helico. And post-match, Frankie Kazarian uh, got on the mic with... Um, to, to address his whole situation with Christopher Daniels where on AW Dark a few weeks ago on the waiting room with Britt Baker, basically um Daniels and Kaz made a an agreement that the next time they lose as a tag team, they'll be done as a tag team. And uh they officially challenged the
0: Young Bucks. And uh yeah. Yeah, I wonder uh, sure. I mean <laughs> sure.
1: I mean whenever that match happens and s e u loses, then I guess i, I guess we're just done <laughs> um, yeah, after tonight I don't really true. I don't really know when that's gonna happen, but um, oh yes yeah we'll we'll, we'll, we'll we'll figure it out. We will talk about that um all right, uh where I came to this show was moxley's return promo, um so John moxley makes his return, part of me was um kind of anticipating like a Kenta video appearance. Um, but that didn't happen yeah. here and makes sense because of what happened in the main event. Um, but basically, again, this was Moxley coming back, addressing the Kenny Omega situation where um, obviously Kenny kind of robbed him of the belt. Um, Moxley says kind of like vaguely referred to his uh, new Japan deal, where he said he uh, he always honors his commitments No matter how long it takes him He'll always get it done um, Which obviously I think can kind of be seen as a reference to The fact that he's had this U.S. title In New Japan for <laughs> Over a year now And uh, has, um, Hasn't has been able to defend it since uh, Last February And they still haven't stripped him right. um, But obviously following Wrestle Kingdom We know that he will be facing Kenta at some point So um, This felt like a nice little nod to that um, but basically, um, Moxley referred to himself as the boogeyman and says that Kenny's never going to get rid of him. He'll always be in Kenny's blind spot um, until the day that Kenny looks into the eyes of the devil and begs for mercy. And that was that. Moxley was done. And uh, yeah, so Moxley's back. Nice to see him after uh, losing the title.
0: Yeah, got a good promo.
1: Yeah, uh, you know,
0: just, typical Moxley just to remind us that he's still John Moxley and yeah, and that he's still a main event player. Yeah. Um,
1: so yeah, and we'll we'll talk about Moxley again later. Um, and we had a backstage promo with uh Chuck Taylor and Orange Cassidy who get interrupted by Penelope, Kip, and Miro. And um, we get the announcement that Trent is expected to be out for uh between four to five months with a torn peck. Um, so yeah, rip. That, that really sucks. That sucks yeah. indeed. Uh, hopefully he comes back um, in a speedy recovery. Yeah, absolutely. The big thing here is basically Miro referring to uh Trent and Chuck as young boys and uh we get this basically Chuck challenges Miro and Miro raises the stakes by saying if if Miro beats Chuck, Chuck has to be his uh his young boy until after the wedding. And Chuck Taylor agrees to this, um despite saying that he he wrestled in Japan for a while, he knows what young boys are. Um, And he never wants to be one, but he said he'll agree. Whatever is going to make this um, issue with him and Miro go away quicker. So, uh, yeah, next week we officially are getting Miro versus Chuck Taylor with if Chuck loses, he has to become Miro's young boy. So what a a storyline, people. Oh, I love it. Um, Young lion? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Dude, if Chuck just starts
0: coming out in, like, uh,
1: just plain black (laughs) trunks and boots.
0: And just starts doing the Boston crowd. Oh, my God, please. That'd be great, dude. That'd be so strange. Hell yeah. Um, After this, we
1: got Jake Hager versus Wardlow. Big hoss fight, big beefy boys. This was not on the level of Shingo and Jeff Cobb from Wrestle Kingdom, obviously. But I thought this was pretty good for TV, Especially for Jake Hager, who I don't really like. Wardlow, I thought, looked like a true star here. Um just you know, and commentary really put him over, which is surprising for Jim Ross. <laughs> I feel like Jim Ross is the type of guy who would see Wardlow doing like flips as a big man and be like, "Ah, he shouldn't really be doing flips," but whatever. <laughs> Facts. Uh Commentary also don't know when we we're going to get to mention it. Commentary on this show from Jim Ross and Chris Jericho was absolutely abysmal. Um, Jim Ross was oh Jim God, Ross he so
0: annoying. and Chris
1: Jericho was literally from the start of this show until the very end, or at least from when I started with Moxley, he was just screaming and shouting ever, uh, over everybody. And it was just annoying and it wasn't funny. He was just
0: random stuff. And like, he was like, I don't know, like, he had, like, dementia or something. Yeah, and, like, Like when... He was just, like, senile. He just ended up senile. (laughs) like, what are you talking about? (laughs) Yeah,
1: I have no idea what this was, but Chris Jericho fucking sucked on commentary tonight. (laughs) Oh, yes, he did. Um, Anyway, we had all of Inner Circle at the uh, top of the ramp watching this unfold between their two uh, big boys in the group. Um, And, again, like I said, I I thought Wardlow Mm -hmm. really got the um the showcase here where they really just right. made him look like a a future star and again commentary like props to jim ross and everybody else um really besides jericho it's putting him over um i think that definitely helps especially because wardlow we really don't see wardlow wrestle that often i feel yeah but when he does um, he's really good yeah no absolutely um and yeah i thought that, again i thought this was really good uh wardlow got to hit his big um senton atomico which is a very nice looking like swanton type move um and then we had a interesting spot where um when wardlow went for the cover after this hager like transitioned into his like submission move um it looked like he was just trying to pin him but no he had the submission on but <laughs> yeah. wardlow got on the ropes yeah not not a really not really a big fan of his submission uh finish not gonna lie yeah just looks kind of weak sauce um kind of
0: stupid yeah
1: but uh, eventually, uh, Wardlow fights out of it and hits a big F-10 on Jake Hager and wins. I was very, very happy that Wardlow won this. Oh, Jake Hager won.
0: God, and, If Hager won, it know, was going to be a- It was really weird for commentary to call it an upset. I I don't really think it was an upset. <laughs> I mean, like, these guys were definitely matched. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they're definitely matched. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I think the only reason it's a upset is because Jake Hager's like the veteran...
0: Yeah, I guess, Like, he's
1: had a bunch of big singles match wins, whereas Wardlow really hasn't had a big profile singles win. Like, he had the match with Cody, but he lost that. Um, Mm -hmm. So, this is probably, like, his first big singles win, as far as I'm aware. Um, But, regardless, I'm very happy Wardlow won. (laughs) Yeah. Um, After the uh, the match, Hager looks pretty upset, but um, eventually... Uh, He calms down. Wardlow puts out his fist for a fist bump, and Hager fist bumps. So Inner Circle lives to see another day. Agreed. This next segment was one of the weirdest fucking things I've ever seen. Um, We had private party backstage talking about the gin and the juice, and they forgot the juice, and I don't know where Snoop Dogg comes in with the juice. Oh yes. And Snoop Dogg. I don't think Snoop Dogg said a word until like the very end of this promo, and he just. He was just there. This was very, very strange. And I was like, at this point, I, I didn't see that um, Snoop was supposed to be in Cody's corner on the um, the match preview. So I was like, is this all that Snoop Dogg is doing, just standing next to Private Party for his segment? Um, so very weird. But Matt Hardy comes in, and we get a follow-up from uh, the segment on BTE where Matt Hardy is, is, uh, is basically trying to con Private Party um, now. Uh, taking thirty percent of their paychecks each, so yes. uh, yeah, um, like but that, yeah. But he did say
0: that trends, you know, that that, uh, that, that comes from uh, being the elite, where they were they were talking about it. So
1: yeah, um, we did get Matt Hardy getting a jab in at WWE, where he said he's not a monster. You can still do Twitch and Cameo um, and all the third party affiliates. So yeah, that was funny. Uh, For everybody who loves your WWE digs You got that one there Um, And uh, Yeah, um, the private party Actually signs these contracts Which I was uh, kind of surprised that they did But okay I don't really know where this is leading exactly But um, I I, I, I really don't know What to expect from this But yeah And then Snoop Dogg just kind of walked off (laughs) People yep, just like I'm chilling and I'm out. Very, very like I understand that they wanted Private Party and Snoop Dogg to be together because they have this the, the name Gin and Juice for their tag team move. Yeah, yeah. But, but Snoop Dogg was just there. It like it made no sense for him <laughs> to be in the segment. He added like I thought like Snoop Dogg was there and he was gonna like try and convince them to not sign the contracts or something. But no, he was just there and he was just like okay with it and was like yeah okay. Uh so that was that was something. Sure. After this we had the weigh-in for next week's main event for New Year's Smash Week Two, which is the TNT championship battle between Darby Allen and the FTW champion Brian Cage. Um we have all of the team Taz come out to the ring and then Darby comes out and Darby's sporting the new TNT championship. Um last week they officially um retired the red and gold belt and gave it to Brody Jr. Um, in honor of Brody, uh, which was very sweet sentiment. You love to see yeah, it. Very, very great. Yeah. And um, so now we have this new one where it's black and gold. Um, so black belt with the with the gold plates um, looks pretty nice. Not gonna lie. Oh, dude, it looks so nice, actually. Um. So yeah, we got Darby coming out here. Uh, <laughs> Tony asks Brian Cage to go first, and Taz is very upset by this. Um. He he. Uh, <laughs> For some reason, he was very upset that Taz had to go first to weigh in. Um, but officially, Brian Cage comes in at 270 pounds, and then Taz just starts screaming solid muscle into the mic repeatedly. Uh, <laughs> then Darby, but weird, none of them took off their like shirts or anything like for a weigh-in. They just right. did this fully clothed. Um, Darby goes next, and he comes in at 170 which uh, Shivani notes is a hundred pound difference. And then Taz goes on a rant about how, of course it's a hundred pound difference, but Darby's still wearing uh, his clothes. He's wearing shoes. He's wearing a shirt. He has jewelry on. Um, and, uh, and, and, and so, yeah, uh, apparently Taz took issue with this and Darby uh, cut him off by grabbing Shivani's mic and says that while Taz thinks that this feud has been brewing for the past nine months, it's actually been viewing uh Brewing for the past 27 um, Because he's been dealing with people Like Taz his entire life giving him shit And he said We all know how this ends so let's get to the fun part And uh, Taz gets on the mic And says for Tony to get his White ass out of the ring <laughs> and Then Team Taz is ready to Lay the beat down in on Darby and what happens Of course it starts to snow once again In Jacksonville Sting. The Stingers here Sting makes oh, his dude. entrance
0: this is where Chris Jericho was getting even so annoying. He's like, it's snowing! It's snowing! (laughs) He just kept on. Yeah. um, Oh, dude, he just
1: kept on with it. (laughs) Yeah, I don't understand what Jericho was on tonight, but it was some (laughs) other bullshit, dude. Um... Uh, Yeah. It was... It was... It was was something, man. (laughs) Um... Anywho, this looks like it's the final week where Sting's just coming out and doing nothing. Um because obviously the match is next week between Darby and Cage so I would assume uh, Sting will accompany Darby to ringside or will get involved in the match if like some nonsense happens and I would assume you'll probably see Sting get physical to some extent next week either with like a baseball bat or just like dropping Ricky Starks with like the Scorpion Death Drop or something Um, but it'll be nice to know that we're we're probably done with like all these weeks in a row of Sting just appearing um, and walking out and doing nothing (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. And, uh, yeah. Um, after this, we got a backstage segment with Jake Hager in his locker room, uh, similar to the segment with uh, Santana and MJF a couple weeks ago, where Santana, um, MJF had gotten a camera to follow him. Uh, MJF gets a camera to follow him into Jake Hager's locker room, who's furious about his defeat. And, basically, MJF just gives him, like, a pep talk saying, you know, you lost this one, but you're still undefeated in MMA and you, you got in the ring and you got out um, with your dignity. Not everybody can do that in pro wrestling. And uh, Hager basically says, you know, when you came into the locker room, I was ready to drop you, but now I think you're cool. Just, you know, get out now. Um, And so, yeah, it continues to seem that MJF is uh, becoming
0: friendly with all of the inner circle. Yeah. And, uh, um, you know how Sammy, you know, kind of has been teasing that like he's going to be the odd man out, but I honestly think Wardlow can also j- be joining him in that because if MJF's like going behind Wardlow's back, you know, just to give like Jake Hager like major props and stuff. And yeah, it's stuff, it's, like, it's
1: possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. I. Uh, I mean, what a downgrade that would be for MJF going from Wardlow to J.K. <laughs> For real. I guess that's a story for another time. Um after this, we had a um a brief backstage promo um with Jurassic Express, um, who say that they're on a quest to win the AEW tag team titles when FTR come on into the backstage promo and they just bully the shit out of Marcos. <laughs> Which is basically a follow-up from Dark last night where Brody Lee Jr. negative one Got uh, a promo on Marco's son, pretty much calling him a loser and saying he's useless. <laughs> um, yeah. And oh. uh, FTR kind of just echoed these sentiments, saying may- maybe negative one was right. You are a loser and you're useless. And then Marco shows some fire here and starts saying that um, he'll beat up both of them, uh, both Dax and Cash, and says that he's taking uh, Luchasaurus's spot in the tag match next week. And so it's going to be Jungle Boy and Marco's stunt versus FTR. Yeah, very interesting. Very interesting indeed. Um, I would assume Marco Stunt's taking that pin.
0: Uh, yeah, probably.
1: <laughs> I would assume that's probably why they did this, so Luchasaurus <laughs> and Jungle Boy don't have to take the pin; they can pin Marco. Um, yeah, makes the fair. most sense to me. But next week on Dynamite, we probably will hear the debut, the Dynamite debut of Jungle Boy's new Deep song. Oh yes, you get to hear uh, Tarzan Boy. Sadly, Taz won't be on commentary going crazy for it. Yeah, that's that's sad. I need the Taz sing along. What a what a gem that man is. <laughs> Taz and uh, Excalibur on Dark is another level. Oh yes. Cody Rhodes versus Matt Sidel is the next match, and this is where Snoop Dogg is making his actual appearance on the show. Coming out with Cody as uh, and as they come out from the entrance ramp, Snoop points up to the big screen, and he has done a remix to Cody's theme song. We get Snoop Dogg's version of. Uh, Cody's theme song. So if that's what you wanted, you got it. Yeah. Very Um,
0: interesting.
1: And throughout this, uh, Chris Jericho was just talking about how Snoop Dogg's come to AEW. He's, he's defected to AEW.
0: Um, So sure. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah that was that was like oh my god yeah i'm just gonna that was another little rip at wwe
1: yeah this is again this is our first week of dynamite for 2021 and we said that we were going to be better about consistently nominating somebody for boomer of the week i'm giving it to jericho dude yeah he was unbearable on this show i'm sorry I agree, dude i'm going
0: to agree with you so um awful we'll consult no. with ryan, oh, ryan now yeah, yeah we'll consult
1: with ryan off uh off, off oh, this dude. podcast but i'm Jer- done
0: i'm done with jericho i i'm done with <laughs> jericho on commentary if you want to do it like every six months that's fine do something like a little special but like no just get him out of here yeah um so yeah Especially but... he's gonna be in a mood like he was
1: tonight <laughs> <laughs> Uh Christ. Um so yeah, I'm I'm,
0: I'm giving Jericho Boomer the week for us. Um yeah. dude, JR could have like said something like super like like offensive like offensively bad and it would have just been masked by Chris Jericho's fuckery young commentary.
1: Yeah. You're um you're not wrong. <laughs> uh All right. Anyway, uh, Cody and Seidel. This feels like it's the first time we've seen Matt Seidel on Dynamite in forever. (laughs) Like, this guy signed, and I feel like he hasn't been on Dynamite. Yeah. Um, So, the the king of AEW Dark, Matt Seidel's here. Um, Yes, sir. uh, I don't even... Honestly... I think the best part about this match for me was, personally, was Snoop Dogg on the outside basically cosplaying and pretending to be Arn Anderson with, like, the, uh, as as you guys have referred to it, the Waffle House menu. (laughs) Um, Like, he was coaching Cody or pretending to coach Cody. I thought that was cute. It was a nice utilization of Snoop Dogg. He's He's
0: a wholesome old man. Um god, that's, that's true. I'm a little disappointed that he wasn't on commentary
1: actually. I was as well. I would I feel like Snoop Dogg would have been much more enjoyable than Chris Jericho on commentary. Right. But I agree. We needed we needed Chris screaming about everything throughout this fucking show. Uh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> and the oh my god. I we we haven't even gotten to it. But Jericho in the main event in the, the main event angle where he was just flip flopping between sides of uh oh my god. of like team yeah, AW and team Omega just ugh, nonsense. <laughs> anyway. Right, right. Um again I thought it was a solid match it wasn't anything uh, anything too spectacular. Uh Cody pretty much is known for delivering in these matches on TV and Matt Seidel's great. Um again nothing really special. Cody won with the crossroads and uh that was that post match Serpentico and Luther rushed the ring to beat down Cody Rhodes because yes. earlier in the match um, he threw Matt Seidel into them and uh, Seidel helps fight him off Seidel fi- I don't dude fucking- Seidel helps him and then Snoop Dogg Seidel's going up to hit the shooting star press and Snoop Dogg says no 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 you, you hold him down you hold down Serpentico for me so Cody and Matt Seidel hold down Serpentico on the mat And Snoop Dogg very carefully climbs to the top rope, stands there, stands there for like a minute, just wobbling, and then hits the world's world's best five-star frog splash I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) He had to tell Cody and Matt Seidel to move Srebrenica closer so he could hit them. uh, And then, like, he comes off the rope. He didn't trust himself. He comes off the rope and, like, has his knees down. It looked so awful.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like Jericho said, uh, Scoop Dog doesn't even have his wrestling license. Yeah.
1: It was fine. It wasn't offensive. And he was doing it to fucking Serpanico. So it does not matter to me. Um, And again, all of this was just promotion for the Go Big show. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. It could have been much worse. Um, and then uh after this Snoop just runs up the stage. Snoop is all smiles here and just goes over to commentary to high five all of them.
0: Um so, so let's point out that he pinned. Did you oh yeah, he, he did
1: pin Serpentico. He he like hit the, the yeah, Snoop and splash. The bell rang. <laughs> yeah, he Yeah, he hit the Snoop <laughs> splash and then Cody dropped to count it and then the bell rang. <laughs> uh so Snoop so, Snoop Dogg uh, holds a victory in so AW. Snoop Dogg
0: is one and zero in AEW right now.
1: That's true. So beat that yeah after this i oh got the aw women's world championship match Abaddon and hikaru shida my god i thought you know i i still think the new japan rambo from night one of wrestle kingdom's the worst match of the year this is a close second for me this yeah. was i i honestly felt somewhat offended to watch this um Like Mm -hmm. on the same night that NXT was doing Raquel Gonzalez and Rhea Ripley in a Last Woman Standing match, we got this fucking bullshit. With Abaddon is not ready for this spotlight. (laughs) She has a very cool look. She should not be in women's title matches.
0: Um, Yeah, she's very green. Very green. All of her offense looks. She has potential. Yeah, but you know she's very green. (laughs) She needs more more time. Yeah, all
1: of her offense for me looked really dumb. Um, The big thing here is. Mm She drags Sheeta under the ring as Chris Jericho starts shouting that she's dragging Sheeta to hell. Um, And then Mm -hmm. Abaddon comes back out with blood pouring from her mouth. And then Sheeta comes out with her neck covered in blood and continues wrestling. And, you know, my my question here is if somebody just bit a piece out of your neck, I I don't think your number one priority would be finishing a wrestling match. I'm, I'm pretty sure your priority would be not bleeding out, not dying, going to a hospital, maybe wrapping something around your neck. Um. So I I guess the story here is Sheeta is willing to die <laughs> to keep this title that nobody cares about. But this match, this match, I, I thought this match absolutely sucked. Sheeta won with her uh, the sliding knee, and the less said about this, the better.
0: <laughs> Yeah, this was one of the worst matches I've seen on Dynamite. Yeah, so this was a low point. Probably. This was a low point yeah. for the women's division, dude. It, dude, if it wasn't as if it wasn't, you know, if it wasn't like at its lowest, it got it really got past that. So uh, hopefully next week, though. Uh, well,
1: next week I think we are. Um, well, we were. Wait, weren't we supposed to get Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker? That is a good point. But then they changed it because they changed it to uh, like Brit doing the Brit. I, yeah, I don't know because Brit's doing the waiting room with Cody next week because they had announced oh. under Rosa. And, but I was going to say we're we're going to get two women's match. But then I was like thinking back, they didn't show that. Um, they didn't show that on the card. So. Interesting. Um, it's good, it's
0: good Yeah. It's good, regardless,
1: yeah. they did replace it, it seems. Um, and this should actually be much better. We got the announcement that uh, Serena Deeb will be back defending the NWA Women's World Championship against Ty Conti. Who it's, I, they didn't officially say she's in the Dark Order. This is the closest she's ever been. She was wearing a Brody Lee shirt. Um, I mean, pretty much yeah. all of them are wearing Brody Lee shirts, but she was flanked by Silver and Reynolds and was with Anna J. And they officially confirmed that Ty Conti will be accompanied by Anna J. and the Dark Order next week on Dynamite. So it feels yeah. like uh, Ty's about to join this
0: group. Uh, Yeah, I think it's going to happen. I mean,. Yeah, that's probably like the best direction for her. Yeah. Um you know 'cause she's already close with uh Anna. Anna Jay yeah. and all that stuff, so um
1: I'd be interested to see how she would fit the dynamic on BTE. Um hope- hopefully she would uh she would fit him well. Um Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm excited for this one. Um I've been really impressed with uh Tenara, or Ty, whatever you want to call her. Um in AEW since she joined. Uh I think she has shown quite a lot of promise. Um and so I'm happy that she's getting a spotlight here with uh, Serena Deeb, who has been basically the cornerstone of this. She signed with uh, the company. Literally every time Serena Deeb's on TV, she delivers a great match. So, oh, uh, uh, as I texted Ryan and Joey and the rest of our group tonight, I'm uh, I'm hoping. What did I say exactly? Let me get, let me quote myself. I want this directly. What exactly did I say? um
0: while you're looking for this uh it does seem like it got scrapped okay so um, maybe cause a lot of people are questioning it so maybe they're just pushing it back maybe they build, want to build it up more which is which is okay yeah. um they've been building up pretty well and i think just even building up it even more would benefit both of them so you could just have like a thing where like you know on the waiting room next week, you'd have like Thunder Rosa get involved.
1: That's stuff. true. I wouldn't be surprised if they pushed it back to Beach Break at the uh, beginning of February.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I guess it was yeah, it was replaced by uh, Deeb and uh, Ty Conti. Yeah, uh,
1: my exact quote was uh, in regards to this Ty Conti and Serena Deeb match is it'll wipe away the stinky poo poo stink of Abaddon versus Sheeta. <laughs> Yeah. Um, also, uh, since I, I did just did. open this group chat, and it is, uh, it is, um, it, it is not something we talk about. Leo Rush officially, uh, I guess I don't know if this is debut in MLW, but he won the world middleweight champion in MLW. So, shout out to Leo Rush. Yeah, absolutely. Very good. Very good for
0: him.
1: All right. Main event time. Ray Phoenix. Uh, comes out. We get a backstage promo pre-tape from Death Triangle. It's just pot-cutting a promo for Phoenix, basically, saying he's going to be the next uh, AEW World Champion and that Kenny's time as the belt collector is done. And then uh, Kenny makes his entrance, typical as per the usual with um, with Justin Roberts obviously going over the spiel. He comes out, though, in a black leather jacket, which uh, continuing the transformation back to Bullet Club Kenny Omega. And by the end of the show, we we'd awesome. be there. Um also um, it was nice to hear on commentary at the beginning of this match where uh Excalibur mentioned uh Kota Ibushi at Wrestle Kingdom, Kenny's former best friend. Oh yes, he did. Um making uh, uh whatchamacallit, reaching greatness at the res- er, at Wrestle Kingdom. Um and so yeah, it was nice to hear that <laughs> shout-out, obviously. Big fan. Anyway, this match fucked. This was so good. This made up for that goddamn women's title match. This was fantastic. Um, easily, 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 top tier match um, for Dynamite. One of the best TV matches in some time. Um, and I say that, you know, and <laughs> like back in December we had Moxley and Omega, which was one of the best TV matches in some time. So, AW when they yeah, when they do these big matches, they 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 tend to always deliver. And this one this one certainly delivered. Phoenix and Omega just tore the goddamn house down. They got this is awesome chance dude. very early on, and deservedly so.
0: Yeah, this was insane. Dude. Um I think
1: the one of the most insane things in this match was Phoenix doing he like was in the corner and went for a moonsault on Omega, who was standing, came down behind him and transitioned perfectly, like seamlessly into a German suplex.
0: Um
1: that was nuts. Right on his yeah. neck.
0: Yeah, I was like, Oh god, they're trying to kill each other. Uh
1: yeah, there was a huge suicide dive from Phoenix uh, to the outside where um he just clipped his legs on the um the barricade that looked so rough.
0: Uh, yeah, and then Phoenix there was another spot Phoenix did like a like a missile drop kick off the top rope that looked crazy. You a big fan you like you a, a big board. fan of missile drop kicks? Yeah, it was like a springboard like yeah, it was it was pretty crazy. I liked it.
1: Fair enough. Fair
0: enough. It looked, it looked
1: devastating. Yeah. Um. There was a there was a, quite a high number of V triggers in this match. So, uh, if you if you're a V trigger oh, yes. fan, you got that. Um. There was a big Doctor Wiley bomb from Omega that got a uh, kick out of two. Um. There was a one winged angel that Omega went for, but um, Phoenix uh, reversed it into a poison Rana, which you love to see it. Um. And the big thing. Big thing here was a big, big nearfall with, uh, with What's-His-Face. Um, Phoenix hitting the Fire Thunder Driver, which I believe is his finisher. Um, and Omega kicked out. Eventually, it's too much for him. One-man Angel and Kenny Omega retains the AEW World Championship. Fantastic match. Easily a great start to AEW's main event scene in 2021. Um, to have this as your first show on TV for this year. Um, this main event was stellar. Crazy, crazy good. Uh, yeah, more, more Phoenix in singles matches, please. Yeah, absolutely. Do the star Post-match, Don Callis gets in the ring, gets on the mic, says that they've witnessed history, but they're going to give all of us something that we didn't pay for by ending Ray Phoenix's career. And then Don Callis pretends that he gets a call in his ear and uh, tosses up to the big screen where the Butcher, the Blade, Eddie Kingston, and the Bunny are basically holding Pac and Pentagon um, Pentagon hostage backstage. Um, and they're all just cackling with joy, and then Don comes back, and he says, it's an unsafe work environment for Kenny Omega. Anything can happen. And now that Penta and Pac can't save Phoenix... It's time to end his career with another one-winged angel. And Kenny goes to get him up. And John Moxley storms out with a barbed wire bat, nails Omega with it, uh, which busts oh. open Omega because he's bleeding from the arm. Callus runs out of the ring. And then the Good Brothers make their debut. Luke Gallows and Carl Ooh. Anderson run in, beat down Jock uh, John Moxley. I almost just called him Jocks Moxley. That's not a name. Gallows and Anderson beat down John Moxley while wearing the Impact Tag Titles.
0: Yeah, they did have the Impact Tag Titles on them. I think uh, the best well. moment
1: of this was uh Gallows accidentally stepping on the AEW World Championship. Um the camera cut away very quickly from that. Um yeah. They hit a big magic killer on um on Moxley. Moxley. And Omega then picks up the baseball bat, the barbed wire baseball bat and just starts going to town on oh. Moxley. And the the wrestlers, the roster has enough of this. And Brian Pillman and Griff Garrison are the first to jump the barricade. Then you have Fuego Del Sol, Sean Dean. Uh, then you even have some of the heels like Ryzen, of all people. Um, and, and Gallows Anderson on Omega just nail all of these guys trying to save uh, John Moxley as Don Callis is just yeah. elated at ringside. Um, Moxley eventually gets to get a hit on on Anderson, but then gets beat down again. And that's when the yum, uh, not the yum, um, I can't even speak tonight. (laughs) The The yum, yum the yum bucks, bucks, the yummy bucks, Um, the young bucks, the young bucks come down from backstage and they try to stop this. And at this point I was thinking, you know, I was like, do I want to see the Young Bucks turn heel? We just had them tease that like heel turn, and like they were kind of heels during their feud with FTR, and I thought it really didn't work. They just turned babyface again. And I thought they've been doing great as babyfaces, but when you see them in the ring with Gallows, Anderson, and Omega, it would be so yeah. weird if they didn't join them. And so, right, uh, Kenny Omega is being held back against the ropes by Garrison and Pillman. <laughs> and you just You know what's happening and the young bucks just hit them
0: with the super nonchalant. Kick. Yeah. It was just nonchalant too. <laughs> so we get stereo
1: super kick from the bucks to Pillman and um Garrison and Gallows and Anderson are very happy. Omega's happy. Don Callis has such an evil smirk on his face. Omega throws up the two sweet. This is this is where I need to say Chris Jericho ruined this. Chris Jericho was just screaming repeatedly. He was trying to like be so I don't know if he's trying to be funny or just coy about it, but he was just screaming about like he was trying to say that they're doing the Bullet Club, but without
0: saying Bullet Club, he was like
1: the band. They're doing the sign that the band did in the clubhouse. The band. The band.
0: Yeah. yeah like like it was some kind of secret. Like come on. Yeah. I awful. I, the forbidden door is already broken. Just just say the words. This isn't WWE where. They were calling them the. Club. Yeah, and liter- literally earlier in the <laughs> match, you
1: had Excalibur mentioning Wrestle Kingdom and Kota Obushi winning the double championships. <laughs> so it's like, it's not like they can't yeah. mention this stuff. So, regardless, right. Chris Jericho made me want to eat my shorts. Anyway, Omega throws. Oh, it really
0: sucks because it was a great moment and it's still a really yeah, great it moment. But would've it would have been... been so much better if Chris Jericho didn't. Yeah, if
1: Jericho it. wasn't on commentary, this would have been even better. <laughs> Um anyway, yeah. Omega throws up the two sweet, Gallows and Anderson do it. The Bucks kinda hesitate, and then they do it. And that's the final image of the first episode of Dynamite of 2021 is Gallows, Anderson, the Young Crazy. Bucks, and Omega with Don Callis throwing up two sweet to close the show. This yeah. is you know, we said but that they all just rejoined the bullet club. Yeah, I mean not really, but yeah. Um like, yeah, I mean, I mean they're yeah. not nobody. Nobody in this group is in the Bullet Club. Um, they were in the Bullet Club, but the Bullet Club, like I mean, isn't in impact or AEW. Like they're gonna reference it, but until we actually see them ever interact with Bullet Club guys, they're still technically not
0: part of it. See, I but but I think that this is what it's teasing. I think at I don't point, think so. It's. I don't know dude I, I think AEW and New Japan are just destined I don't to think it I, I think together. eventually it'll happen I don't think it's future. what
1: this is I think what this is setting up is I think they're setting up for blood and guts Um, I think it's going to be this team of You have five people here Of Gallows, Anderson, the Bucks, and Omega And then I think Moxley's going to get a team mm-hmm. I have no idea who's going to be on Moxley's team But um, I'm right. expecting it to be that Five on five blood and guts match Since they still haven't gotten to do that yet um, so I, I would assume that's what we're building towards in AEW. eventually yeah eventually yeah. they could cross over with New Japan
0: but... or, or we're just building up them versus uh, New Japan the blood club for blood and
1: guts <laughs> get out of here that is that the Moxley was clearly here it's definitely for Moxley
0: <laughs> yeah Moxley's the. Oh uh, get out of here <laughs>
1: anyway um, yeah I thought this was a good show not the greatest main event was fantastic but we also had that absolutely hard women's title match um, mm-hmm. I'm still going to give it yeah. a thumbs up just oh. because I, the, again, the main event and the angle, um, will be remembered for like years to come. Uh, so. Oh yes. I, I will give it a thumbs up, but with the, uh, with the caveat that that women's title match was fucking abysmal. <laughs> hmm I agree. Um, I did mention that we might talk about New Year Dash. Really the only thing coming out of that show that's worth noting is they did an angle with the Empire um, basically attempting to paralyze Hiroshi Tenzan.
0: Um, crazy. I did yeah. see that. Um, and 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 guess what, guys? The Empire is not buried, so that no, is good. It... Um, they instantly just we're back to being made as killers, and I think there's a bright future for them. Yeah,
1: um, my assumption coming out of that is that we're going to get the Great Ocon versus Tenzan, um, and I would assume that's where you get your new member of the Empire. And I think it's going to be Master Wado. I think Master Wado is going to turn. I think Master really? Wado is going to turn on Tenzan.
0: It's very interesting, and then hopefully get a new look. Yeah, because I just feel like the blue just whatever. Really yeah, no, absolutely.
1: Work. I think he would definitely change his look up. <laughs> Um, we then had uh the the stuff with Tai Chi and Tamatanga continuing where Tai Chi um no longer has the iron glove the iron fingers Tamatanga has stolen them and refuses to give them back um and Tai Chi seems to be it, they're they're really portraying Tai Chi as like this empathetic character where it feels like he's more baby face like the, for for that fatal, yeah. uh, not the fatal four way, the, the eight man tag they did at New Year Dash, um, it definitely felt like Tai Chi and Saber were like straight up baby faces. So it's interesting to see that um, they are slowly positioning Suzuki and more as like tweeners um, somewhere in the middle. Uh, elsewhere, we had Yuyu Yamura wanting to die at the hands of Suzuki, uh, basically just like voluntarily being sacrificed by this man. And he took it to Suzuki, which was awesome to see. Uh, a young lion getting that spotlight commentary noted that um, down the line, we could have more as like this generation Suzuki, which I thought really was a well way to put him over. Um, And then obviously the big story going into new year's dash was Jay White's promo following wrestle kingdom, where he talked about him being done and that this was his final night with new Japan. Don't think that's the case. Obviously Um, I've made my, my opinion on that clear. If you go check out our, uh our review of night two of Wrestle Kingdom. Me and Ryan talked about it. Um but yeah Jay White was just playing a more reserved, laid back version of himself. He wasn't taunting the crowd. He wasn't cheating, doing crazy antics. Um and then he got pinned by Ishii. Uh so that's two pinfalls to yeah, Ishii. Yep. Once again. And then immediately he was just grabbed by Bullet Club and they rushed into the back um to basically hide him and there's no turn. No turn from Bullet Club. They didn't do anything, so it was kind of like the anti-swerve here, where we're used to these Bullet Club turns on New Year Dash, and they didn't do it this year, despite teasing it by like Jay yeah. saying it's his final night, and it's like, oh, Jay's going to get turned on, but no. So, I'm interested to see what the direction is for Jay White in New Japan coming uh, forward. I'm assuming he's taking a break for a little bit, um, probably coming back to the States and just kind of relaxing for a bit, and then Interested to see how they're going to bring him back. Commentary noted that, you know, if Jay's gone for a bit or if he's gone for good, that's going to leave a power vacuum in Bullet Club. So it's interesting to see who's going to take it, whether it's Kenta, whether it's um, Evil, whether it's anybody. So I guess we're going to find out. Yeah. And then we had our big main event, which is um, just a mix of people. You had Sho, uh, Rocky Romero, um, uh, who else was in this? Master Wado, uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi, and uh, Kota Ibushi taking on all of Lij. And the stuff coming out of this match was: Bushi has Bushi won the match for his team, and then immediately said, "I want to fight Master Wado again," <laughs> um, which was kind of weird. But so we're in Bushi and Wado at one of these new beginning shows. Um, we're officially getting Show versus Hiromu for the Junior Heavyweight Title. Sonata versus Abushi for the um, uni- I'm assuming the unified Intercontinental and heavyweight championship, and then the big news: Shingo Takagi and Hiroshi Tanahashi will be doing battle over the goddamn never open championship. So this belt is definitely the one getting elevated since Tanahashi's going for it. Um, yeah, that's gonna be nuts. So uh, that was New Year Dash. Um, pretty relatively like it was. It was. Um, it was a good show. It was just like, there was nothing too big besides, you know, the Tenzin angle, and then obviously uh, Tanahashi challenging Shingo for the Never Belt. Um, But yeah, so that was New Japan. Um, And we're done with New Japan until the uh, end of January when they're back with the new beginning so we had a little break from them so as for now we're just doing Tuesdays Ryan and Angel's Impact Power Hour and then me and Joey every Wednesday for Dynamite so if you're new here again be sure to subscribe to the podcast that's the schedule every Tuesday and Wednesday we do podcasts for Impact and Dynamite um, if there's a takeover for NXT we review that typically uh, pay-per-views for Impact and AW we always review and New Japan we always cover whenever they're doing um, big shows as well so uh, if that sounds appealing to you, hit the subscribe button. It's free and yeah, I think that's going to do it for us. I think that's the end of the show. I'll be very happy to get some sleep. I'm running on two hours of sleep after, after, uh, yeah. Ton, yeah. Um, so I will be very happy to get to sleep once this podcast is done. So thank you for listening, everybody. We appreciate the support. Remember to check our YouTube channel at the um, end of the week, over the weekend, whenever, for our year-end podcast. Uh, it will also be up on the audio feed. So if you listen to this regularly on one of the streaming services, you'll also get it there. Um, besides that, that's going to do it for us. So uh bid you farewell. Adios. And hopefully you have a great rest of the week and a good weekend, everybody. We'll talk to you next time. Peace. All right, beautiful job, buddy. I am going to go to bed yeah, is. Going go to bed, buddy.